Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 88, which represents Day 5 in our Countdown to Christmas, is entitled The Sermon on the Mount, Part 3. Only two kingdoms are referred to in the Sermon on the Mount, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Thou shalt be cast into prison, and not thy whole body should be cast into hell. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. The Beatitudes are primarily about the kingdom of God. Immediately following the Beatitudes, Christ defines a true Christian. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew 5, 13-16 Next, Christ teaches us who is the least in the kingdom of heaven, and who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and teach men to do so, He shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5.19 Christ warns Christians against hypocrisy. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5.20 Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Matthew 6, 1-2 And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corner of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Matthew 6, 5 Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Matthew six sixteen. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Matthew seven four through 5 Christ also gives us the higher law, for he is trying to prepare us to live in the kingdom of heaven. His laws are not easy. He teaches us the law of chastity. He teaches us patience, forgiveness, 
love, and charity when they're not convenient. He wants us to love our enemies. And why does he teach those things? So that we could become perfect even as our Father in heaven is perfect. If we want to understand who God is, all we have to do is to keep his commandments. Christ said, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Remember that peacemakers will be called the children of God. The rest of the Sermon on the Mount explains what the Beatitudes mean and how to meet the conditions and claim the blessings. In the Sermon on the Mount, Christ teaches us how to live what later becomes known as the two great commandments and what James calls the royal law. He teaches us how to love the Lord with all our heart and how to love our neighbor as ourselves. For economy of time, I won't list all the requirements, but surely it could be summed up in what has become known as the golden rule. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. This is strongly enforced in the following. Judge not that ye be not judged. And love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Immediately following that, Christ reinforces his theme, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, which is also a recurring theme of the Beatitudes. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven, inherit the earth, shall see God, shall be called the children of God. Christ teaches us how to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Matthew seven thirteen through 14 As straight, spelled S-T-R-A-I-T, is a narrow waterway that connects two larger bodies of water, the straight gate is generally equated with baptism. Matthew records the baptism of Jesus in the following way. Then come Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Matthew three thirteen through 16 John, referred to as John the Baptist, is the forerunner of Christ. John held the priesthood through his father. Christ traveled from Galilee to Jordan. Scholars estimate that to be about a 60-mile walk. John, recognizing his own sinful state, says the obvious. I have need to be baptized of thee. That question is understandable when you consider that the purpose of baptism is to cleanse us from sin, and John the Baptist knew that Christ was sinless. In fact, John taught his disciples. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Matthew 3.11 Christ's answer is very revealing. Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. 
That's when John understood why Christ set the standard. If Christ must be baptized to fulfill all righteousness, then how much more should we be an unholy be baptized to fulfill all righteousness? Matthew adds, then he suffered him. But notice what miraculous event accompanied Christ's baptism. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. This is extremely important, considering the very next event in Christ's life. He begins a very long fast and goes into the wilderness where he will be tempted by Satan. Notice how armed he is to meet Satan. Luke records, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Luke 4, 1. We are baptized that we might have our sins washed away through the blood of Christ. Christ was baptized that he might be filled with the Holy Ghost and be prepared against all temptation. Paul tells us, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Hebrew 4.15 Christ had no Savior. Had he not remained sinless, all hope would be gone. But another great doctrine is taught. The Sermon on the Mount gives us the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is not merely a prayer to memorize and repeat over and over. Christ himself said, When ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. The Lord's Prayer is a type. It is not the prayer itself. It is what the prayer teaches us about prayer and our relationship to God that counts. Therefore, permit me to go through it concept by concept. Our Father which art in heaven. We are instructed to pray to God, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. As Moses had to take off his shoes before approaching the burning bush, because it was holy ground, we are told that when we approach God, we too are on holy ground. Of course, he isn't instructing us to take off our shoes, but he is instructing us to approach the throne of God with great reverence. Hallowed, or holy, be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Here again, we are reminded that the kingdom of God will come to earth. Perhaps this refers both to the millennial reign of Christ after his second coming, but it also refers to the new Jerusalem spoken of by John. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Again, this could be concerning the millennial reign of Christ or the coming of the New Jerusalem. Eventually, earth will be the abode of God, and when it is, God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is a literal image. The Lord's Prayer is all about the kingdom of God. Give us this day our daily bread. Christ understands the needs of mortality. We must have daily bread. But we also know that bread has two meanings nourishment of both the body and the spirit. Christ is the bread of life. Just as we need to eat daily bread for physical nourishment, we need to partake of the bread of life daily for spiritual nourishment. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This is a double-edged sword. In the Sermon on the Mount, Christ expands his meaning. 
Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Matthew 7, 1-2 And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We know that God does not lead us into temptation, so obviously he is asking God to lead us away from temptation. Satan leads us into temptation. Only Christ can deliver us from the bondage of sin or the captivity of the devil. Christ is asking the Father to deliver us from the chains of hell. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Matthew 6, 9-13 Finally, the Sermon on the Mount is the greatest sermon ever given because it is the link between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Christ said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Matthew five seventeen through 18 The kingdom of God is forever. The kingdom of God is filled with power and glory forever and ever. The end goal is the kingdom of God, and only in the kingdom of God can we be perfect, even as our Father in heaven is perfect. Christ said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 5.48 defines the entire mission and purpose of Christ. It is why he took upon himself our sins in the garden called Gethsemane. It is why he died for us on the hill called Calvary. It is why he came forth from the garden tomb. Of his many titles, one is Savior. Being innocent, he satisfied the law of justice and saved us from our sins. Another is Redeemer. Think of Redeemer as one who restored something to its full value, its full glory, and its full potential. Christ gave his life for us so that we could become perfect. Without Christ's atoning sacrifice, it would never have been possible. He alone has the power to preserve, protect, sanctify, and perfect us, even as our Father which is in heaven is perfect. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.